Welcome, welcome, welcome back to another exciting episode of Days and Infuse. I'm Latham Woodward, your host, as always, here on the show. Today, we are pleased to have Jeff Toole, Vice President of Sales for Greenbrier Holdings and Half Pipe Cannabis with us. Jeff, welcome to the show, man. Thank you for having me, sir. Yeah, well, it's a pleasure to have you here. We um, have do know each other and we're doing a little bit of work together, but it's it's a pleasure having you here. Um, and talking about um, your company and Greenbrier Holdings. You know, I've got a couple of questions, but first we're going to ask our first question that I ask every guest on the show. What's your historical relationship to cannabis? How did you come to the cannabis world after the NFL? Yeah, uh, different than most. Um, as, as I said, uh, my introduction was an NFL locker room. You know, I mean, growing up, had no issues with it. Friends always did it, but had a, you know, was trying to, to go play professional sports. And at the time it was, you know, obviously frowned upon and uh, had a scholarship and just wasn't worth willing to, to, to take a risk. So um, ironically, you get into an NFL locker room and realize that about 90% of the guys are, are using it in one way or another. So after my rookie year came home, you know, called that buddy we all have. Um, and basically my takeaway was it was comical that it was illegal. It was laughable. Um, I thought just, you know, all the applications to, to sports were limitless. Uh, instead of taking a fifth of Jack Daniels to the head after a game or a six pack, smoke a little yeah. bit of this and, you know, some of the healing properties of it and you feel better the next day. So it's kind of how I got into it. Yeah. You know, we've had Tito Ortiz on the show before and we talked about, you know, uh, cannabis usage in the MMA and how, you know, there's a lot of corollaries here with brain trauma and other things and um, alcohol abuse and uh, drug abuse. So, so-called legal drugs, like, uh, you know, um, the morphine derivative drugs. Uh, I don't yeah. think they're doing anybody any service. And as I'm sure, you know, a ton of your NFL uh, other players that you've done stuff with over the years, uh, there's a lot of trauma, head trauma, and um, it's being treated in the wrong way. It is. No, it's, it's sad. I mean, for instance, you know, you leave a game, you're heading home, you get on the plane and a trainer's walking up and down the aisles. He's got a fanny pack on and it's full of pills. And he's, you know, what hurts? Shoulder, okay, two of these. What hurts? Knee, okay, two of these. Ankle, head, you know, whatever. It's just pills, 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 pills. Um, yeah. And that was my experience. So, you know, I know, you know, there's there's an alternative out there that's healthier. I think that we're increasingly learning more about, but um, really why I'm so excited and driven in the industry. Yeah. I mean, this alternative, I mean, I it's not even alternative. I've always referenced it as a medicine. Um, and to many, many people, it has helped PTSD, it's helped uh, trauma, it's helped so many things that uh, it cannot be overlooked any longer. I mean, that's the, the long and the short of it with professional sports. I know the NBA has completely taken a, a turn and it's like there's no testing at all for, um, for cannabis at all, which is amazing. And I'm super happy. Although if you did test for cannabis, every player in the NBA would be out. So <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Let's be realistic. Keep, yeah. Got to keep that alive. Um, you're right. also um, part of the Greenbrier Holdings um, group is Cannibal is a dispensary. You have two of those, I believe two or three of those. And those are down in the lower Valley in California. Is that right? Uh, originally started the delivery service only. Now it's a retail service. So run both retail and delivery out of that one location, which is in Parlier. Uh, Fresno is still waiting for the lights to come on in terms of retailers there. Maybe see that late summer, fall. But for us, just 20 minutes south in Fresno um, out of that one operation for now. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of weird how they uh, there's a huge cannabis market down in the, the lower valley and just Fresno has not come up to speed. Neither has Bakersfield, which amazes me, too, because I used to get a ton of weed from Bakersfield when I was Hold in college. On. Well, let's uh -oh. go stop for the good uh, God. What was that sound? Uh, no, it, uh, um, oh, that's alarm? a that's a smoke smoke alarm. 
Is your house burning? Do you need to go check that? <laughs> she just yelled, sorry. Oh, <laughs> sorry, guys. Jesus. <laughs> All right. So I'll count it back in. Uh, prior Good to week that. in Bakersfield, Latham, is last I heard, I think. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So uh, we'll count it back in five, four, three, two. Yeah. And uh, it's surprising me also, always that, you know, it's um, Bakersfield, Parlier, you know, that lower valley there. You can't get weed in Bakersfield legally. You can't get it in Fresno legally. Uh, it's I mean, if there is a breadbasket in the world, it's Fresno, California. I mean, my God, they grow everything there, and they've always grown good weed there. And it's just surprising to me that they haven't gotten the the clue and gotten some tax dollars in there with it. You know? No, I know you're right. I mean, folks are driving to to, to Woodlake, Visalia, Farmersville, Merced, Lamore, Hanford, Parlier. Uh, Anywhere but Fresno. So you got a, you know, you got an hour and a half round trip if you're if you're looking for legal cannabis uh, living in in Fresno. Wow, that's a bummer. Sorry, Fresno. Yeah, that's right. Get in there, get in there to City Hall and start pressing this. So the the long and the short about um, Greenbrier Holdings is you're bringing value to the cannabis market, and I know that firsthand. Um, you make some incredibly good products. I actually have one on me that I have been using. Um, is this little guy here, a nice little disposable. And I think that's the Clementine. Soft so, cart, I believe. Yes, sir. Yes. Fantastic uh, little sativa. This is an amazing cart. I have to say it um, well worth it and not very expensive and probably one of the best uh, disposables I've ever had. So hats off to you on that one for sure. What, what other products does Half Pipe, the main brand, um, offer? I mean, I think things start um, at our cultivation site, which is located in Carpinteria. We've got eight acres of greenhouse there, um, beautiful farm, um, and just putting off some some really, really good flower, anywhere from low 20s to, to high 20s. Uh, beyond there, you know, everything for us is we're, we're vertical. So we try to pass all savings on to the customer. That's why we're able to be that, that, that value brand for folks. Um, we have an outdoor cultivation site as well, where, you know, we're taking all of that biomass and flour and blowing that into this one to keep our one gram vape carts at a really, really, really aggressive price. Um, introducing, you know, cannabis striped terpenes, we introduce botanical terpenes in certain products, whatever is the trendy thing. I know, you know, it's hard to appease every single consumer because you get some folks that are on one inspection that want things that taste just cannabis. Give me the weed, give me, you know, like what's in your hand, Latham. And then you get the yeah. other folks that are like, Hey, I want something that tastes good, smells good. It's very discreet. I could smoke in the movie theater and you know, nobody's going to know anything about it. So we're trying to check all the boxes and, and look at half pipe as a product that just enhances people's lives, whatever your lifestyle is, whatever you're into. Uh, we hope it's active. It's, it's, it's what we do. And, you know, we love to get out and, uh, hike, surf, bike, you know, just get out and, and, and enjoy yourself out in this California weather and sunshine and, um, so we're just looking to enhance lives, whatever that means and whatever you're into. Yeah, I, I was uh, uh, very pleased. Uh, I was driving up from Los Angeles once and I called you and I said, hey, can I stop by the grow there in uh, Ventura uh, or it's actually Santa Barbara County? And mm-hmm. um, that that was very impressive. You got good staff there. The, the site itself is amazing. And uh, you're growing really nice quality cannabis there. I mean, and, and I think you're doing like four four strains right now. Four coming to six right now. Yeah. yeah. To do no, some tests over the past seasons and, you know, with it, no, there's no light supplementation there. So, you know, we, we definitely advertise the green thumb and being you know, eco-friendly and all that. But what you do get is you got to play the seasons, right? And certain strains like a little cooler weather, a little shorter days. So um, there's always that fine line of just dialing your genetics uh, to, to yield the best results for, for the end product and the customer. 
Yeah, my hat's off to you too about one thing that really always bugs me, and, and that's the indoor cultivation scene, especially in the California desert where uh, resources are being just destroyed to support an indoor grow in, a, in an environment that frankly should not be growing. Um, so your greenhouse grow in um, Santa Barbara County is, you know, very the best use of the property, the best use of that location. It's, it's, you know, for those of you who don't know, and you're listening to the show, Santa Barbara is very rarely bad weather. It's almost always nice. I mean, uh, I remember I went to school down there and uh, I remember one day it rained and everyone came into the street in Goleta and started like dancing around because I couldn't believe it was actually raining. So it's the perfect place to grow weed. And, and um, hats off to the people in Santa Barbara County for getting that thing passed and getting it done. So you're doing it right down there. So that was really cool to visit. Um, this show today is brought to you by Half Pipe Cannabis. Half Pipe Cannabis brings value to your smoking lips. So get your hands on some half pipe um, at a local dispensary near you, uh, quarters, eighths, halves, and full ounces at an amazing price range. You will be surprised at the quality you get from half pipe. I am, and I think you will be too. So half pipe is a proud sponsor of today's program. And so thanks, Jeff. And thanks to the guys at Greenbrier Holdings. And I'm not just saying that because they're a sponsor today, but I'm saying it because it's rare that you get the the twofer, the the good product at a great price. So there you go. Um, let's let's talk a little more about the indoor versus outdoor versus greenhouse. Okay, where do you come philosoph- philosophically on that? I mean, obviously you have your greenhouse grow there in mm-hmm. Santa Barbara County, but what's your opinion of the indoor scene in California and how it's being done? I mean, I think it's for me, I may be biased. Like you said, I come from the greenhouse world. So I, I look at it as kind of a best of both worlds. Um, wherever you're located, you can get a lot of um, a lot of good things, a lot of good results in the terpene side of things from the salty Pacific air, and the greenhouse and natural airflow. And then, you know, you throw in the sunshine that we just get by the coast. It turns out to be a really good product. But I mean, indoor, it's it's it's, it's tough. It's a, it's a tough sell because when the quality, when you look at a good, really good well-grown sun-grown bud or greenhouse bud and it is it's hard to tell the difference from an indoor bud and i know some people may be saying you're crazy out of mind it's easy to tell but some folks are doing it it it, it creates an argument it, it does bring that question you just asked of how do you justify the overhead for these things how do you justify the electricity costs how do you like you know justify all the things that go into it in areas of the state that may be in drought or may not be you know needing those kinds of infrastructures so um, I don't know. I kind of tend to side on the sun grown a little bit. We're in California, yeah. baby. You know what I mean? I mean, this, this is, uh, this is the good stuff. So we, we've pre- been, we've been treated very well with this outdoor stuff. You're preaching to the choir here, my friend. I, I'm a full outdoor guy. I, I appreciate the outdoor and I, I appreciate the, the fact that, um, it's a different science entirely. You know, the, the one, the indoor is you're a, just a hardcore chemist, you know, you're, you're just balancing mm-hmm. all day long outdoor and greenhouse you're you're taking known known things and making it work every single time uh, based on your resources that you have because you know the growing cycle you're not uh, adjusting your your lights you're not doing all these different things that you have to do in the indoor scene i i have to say there is amazing indoor wheat amazing of course but oh of course but the cost of it to the environment and everything else and i know i'll probably get some haters saying this but it's just, it's, you have to go to the desert. You have to see these grows and you have to see that it's 122 degrees in desert hot springs in August. Okay. <laughs> 
the, the, your weed plant would just die, you know, in minutes if it was outdoors. So those, those environments are air conditioned, they're um, lit, and they are pulling water that has heavy metals out of the aquifer that has to be then processed intensively to get it to be usable. So these are all bad things for the environment. And perhaps they could work on the science of having to make it better. That would be great. We'll see what happens in the future. Um, moving on, let's talk about, you know, a lot of stuff that you and I talk about occasionally is what are the challenges currently in the, in the cannabis field? What are you, what are you seeing out there? And I've got a load of questions on that, but what are you personally seeing as challenges? Boy, I would say the biggest challenge right now is, is at the retail level. I'm, I'm just, I'm hearing a lot of retailers struggling, um, with the tax burdens, I mean, that are in place, it's it's not easy. You know, you've got the 280E, you know, nothing. You're not able to, to write hardly anything off doing business there. So uh, when you're trying to sell a product to a retailer that's on, you know, budget constraints, it's difficult. You're 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 a new brand trying to, to make a name in the industry uh, during a time that, that not a lot of retailers have a lot of extra cash flow and cash to spend to onboard you. So I think that's the biggest challenge. Um, I think outside of that is, is maybe just finding like-minded individuals, people who look at it, you know, the way that we do and finding good, honest, hardworking people. There's a lot of in the industry, but there's, there's also not a lot at the same time. Uh, and I, I think, you know what I mean, Latham, it's, you know, when you stumble, stumble across them, it, it feels like family. Uh, other times it's like, what the, f- you know, what the hell are we doing? So, you can swear um, I think that's a, <laughs> yeah, what the fuck are we doing? Yeah. Um, so, you know, I think it's a combination of those two things in the, in, uh, mostly. So it, let's talk about the capital thing um, is, and we've talked about it on the show many times with other guests, access to capital and credit is a major hindrance to the business right now because people are unwilling to take risks. You know, am I reading that correct? Because they can't, they're risking their actual cash flow every month if they make the wrong no, decision. Yeah. I mean, and there are some folks I think out there just cutting a limb off just to try to make ends meet, just to try to be competitive. I mean, I stumble across deals. It's, you know, it's a, it's a $2 eighth, you know, wholesale. And it's, you just do the math on that back in, look, look, you know, let's look at cultivation tax cost of just any, any bag you can find. And you just, you can't do it. Um, and there are folks that are just trying to scrape by. So I think they're depending on the groups and people will dump everything they have in this and are willing to take losses in the interest of capturing market share. Yeah. Um, and then other folks come from a business savvy world where it's like, Hey, we got to be smart about this balanced cash flow and, and find a happy medium. How about um, the other big uh, bugaboo is uh, taxes? How do you feel about uh, the movement to get rid of excise? 15% off of a $60 eighth. You know, we're talking indoor flower. Uh, it's a big deal, right? Um, I think to be it's able huge. to pass that on to customers, it makes an immediate impact. Um, cash is tight right now for anybody. It's no secret. You know what I mean? Look around. You fill up your tank or, you know, make any go to the grocery store. Life's expensive. So any, any break that we can give customers in our realm, it's going to pay dividends, I believe, to the industry. Yeah. And, and you know, combine the taxes and then uh, with the price, obviously, of what people have to pay at the dispensary. But then you've got the oversupply issue and whether or not we actually are seeing black market leakage into or out of the uh, our, our regulated market, whether or not we actually have suppliers pushing to the black market or the black market pushing in. I know it's not supposed to happen, but I'm, I hear that it is. And so these are all issues that need to be dealt with, right? I mean, what else are we going to do? We have to start taking this by the, the bull by the horns, as they all say, you know, the, the, getting this dealt with. 
Absolutely. And I think, you know, taxes is a great start with that. Uh, immediately the black market has an advantage not having to pay that. So the end customer can go and find an eighth for 20 bucks. And it's a good eighth for 20 bucks. Now, is there heavy metals and pesticides in it? Who knows? Uh, but because of the times we're in, some most folks likely. are, you know, I mean, most likely. Uh, but the times we're in, some folks are willing to take that risk, maybe majority. You know, it's hard to, 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 to really put a, put a number on that and pin that down. Well, I, I've said before on the show here with other guests, um, I remember a day when um, I, I went to University of Oregon and we would get this dank weed, right? And uh, it would give you a horrific headache. And it was because they're using just horrible chemicals and pesticides on this stuff. Yeah. Um, they would never say they did it, but everyone knows they did because I've never had a headache since in the legal market. It doesn't yep. happen. It just does not happen, you know? Um, so let's get back to NFL a little bit, okay, and sports in general, right? Mm -hmm. um, this is kind of a, the hidden secret, right? This is the thing that no one talks about. Um, and it, do teams um, – I don't want to get you in trouble here because I know you've probably got a pension and stuff like that, right? So, <laughs> but but do, do teams just kind of overlook this in, in a general sense? I'm not saying any team you played for, but is it just kind of like we're not going to say anything? But we're we're not going to address it. But we're not going to make this a big problem. You know, a lot has changed. I think since I was last in that 2015. Mm -hmm. um, so things have advanced quite significantly. I mean, there were guys who were on the list. You got to piss every week. You know what I oh. mean? Because you had popped on a test, and it's it, it was pretty uh, pretty st stringent. Um, I don't know how things have loosened up, but if we lack we lack validation we lack education we lack you know there's just still uncertainties until i think someone at the federal level or something happens federally for these these sports teams um there just needs to be more science behind it for them uh, even though and you and i know and anybody who does a simple google search you say there's plenty of science it's everywhere um but it's got to be the right science i think uh the uses you can't ignore them they're everywhere topicals you know what i mean throw it on your knee throw it on your elbow swelling i mean inflammation it's 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 it can do wonders for the body um in recovery especially that's the name of the game of professional sports is how fast yeah. can you recover that is what this plant does um so you can only ignore it for so long i think we're close but i think another level a couple other levers got to be turned some buttons got to be pushed um but we're close okay well good answer there now we're going to get to one that you probably didn't expect on every program i ask my guest tell us a stony story Tell us a story about someone Oof. you know. It can be about you. It could be about someone you don't want to say their name. You can you can out somebody here too. <laughs> uh, no, I'll give you a, I'll give you my my first like bad just gone down the rabbit hole bad experience tripping like oh shit because like you know we've been talking about how positive cannabis is and if you take that you know too too much of an edible or have that that experience when you know you're new to it so. One of the first times I had smoked, I mentioned this same buddy. Uh, it was uh, New Year's at my dad's boss's cabin. Um, he was having like a New Year's party, so kind of, kind of secluded, kind of out there, out in the middle of the woods. And uh, my buddy brought a blunt, and I don't know shit about weed, right? And I don't know how much to smoke or whatnot. So we walk outside and we smoke this, we smoke this blunt, and it was all fine and dandy. I walk inside the cabin, you know, ten minutes later, and I'm fucking tripping, man. I mean. Oh, that's terrible. I'm sorry, guys. Go ahead. We're going to roll with that. Okay, here we go. Okay. The fire go. alarm. Okay. Um, Get this yeah, done before your house burns alarm. down, Jeff. <laughs> Jesus. 
So you're tripping balls in the cabin in the woods with your dad's tripping boss. balls. Yeah, with the dad's boss. I got a couple of family and friends there, and I'm just not having a good experience. And my girlfriend at the time comes up and says, "Oh, I don't like you when you're high." And then you know, then I just go down the spiral even more, and we yeah. go fire more. Uh, go down the the, the hole even more. Uh, and my buddy sees me, and he's like, "Hey, I, you good?" Like, I'm like, "I don't know, man." He's like, "Come outside. We're gonna go outside." So we go outside and uh, we sit by the fire and uh, he's like, Hey, what's, what's your favorite song right now? What's your favorite song? I'm like, ah, I like this, I like this rap song right now. He's like, can I hear it? So I start playing it and he's like, you know, Oh, this is good, man. I like this. I like this. And I'm like, this is good. And all of a sudden I started feeling the music and I'm like, okay, you know, all is well. And then, you know, in that moment, I learned early on the power of the mind and just what's around you, your environment, your experiences and music and the feel good. And like you can control that. And it's like people go down this rabbit hole and uh, you can be pulled out of it. Just a good experience. That is a really good story, man. I, I love that because that is what people don't get is that you can overcome the the problems with having a bad trip if you concentrate on not having a bad trip. You know, right. And it so, can be as simple as a song, simple as a song. It gets you right out of it. And your dad's boss didn't see you. Well, Jeff, <laughs> this has been a great time here, but I want to announce uh, right now that um, we are very happy to say that our house 420 series, which is part of the sense distribution family owned by myself and sense distribution is back. And COVID put a damper on it. We had some COVID for House 420 events, but they were not as big or as badass as they could be. But we're back. We have a huge crowd coming to Oakland this week. We have a big crowd, also huge, coming to Venice next week. And here is the lineup of brands. If you are in the cannabis industry, you can sign up at www.househaus420.com. And you can apply, but you have to work in the cannabis industry and you will be VIP'd if you work at a dispensary or you're a buyer dispensary. The brands coming are, of course, Half Pipe, Shuggies, Tricome Industries, Tough Mama, The Root of It All, Good Stuff Beverage Company, Canna Sue, Nano 2.0, F.A. Ninos, Green River Extracts, Mystify, The Parist, Bad Mommy, The Pharmaceutical Coco, M80, and some more getting on every minute. And we want to thank the people at Skylab Oakland for hosting us yet again. And the wonderful people at iSpire in Venice, California. iSpire makes an amazing array of devices for your vaping and your dabbing pleasure. So always go out there and find iSpire products somewhere near you. And if you want to book a great place to have an event, whether it's yoga or cannabis or just a birthday party, Skylab Oakland is an amazing place there in downtown Oakland. Jeff Tool, thanks very much for being here and thanks for being a part of Days and Infused. And your, uh, your gummies are amazing too. And we're, we're just waiting to see what else that half pipe can bring us. I appreciate it, Lathan. A lot of fun. Uh, talked about it for a while. Uh, yeah. glad to be on the show and finally get some, uh, get something done and I'll get you some more gummies and I'll be at the house 420 event as well. Come say hello. All right. And if you do see Jeff at any house 420 event, do say hello and San Diego and Palm Springs, you're next. So if you want to attend a house 420 event, look at www haus420.com and that's it for tonight on days and infused with jeff tool from half pipe cannabis thanks and we'll see you again soon bye-bye
The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast, republication, or retransmission of this program without proper consent is prohibited.